Welcome to the Kinja's Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the f*** we want. Welcome back to another episode of the Kinja's Podcast, Movement in the Shadows. I'm your host, Ben. Everyone wants to shine, but not everyone's willing to do the work. The buzzworthy internet age we live in is quick to praise and even quicker to cut down and move on to the next. People toss the word greatness around like it's nothing. You look up the hashtag GOAT and you'll find millions of posts ranging from people like Michael Jordan to the latest trending dance video of a 15-year-old dancing on TikTok. In a GOAT-happy culture, exceptional talent doesn't come a dime a dozen. Among the noise of dance trends and meme culture, the ones that can stand the test of time are the ones that continue to rise to the top. My guest today is Afion Crockett. Afion is a comedian, actor, writer, producer, rapper, and dancer. You may recognize him from Nick Cannon's Wildin' Out on MTV and in such films as The Wedding Ringer, A Haunted House, and Pixels, just to name a few. And he is an original member of the Groovaloos. Afion lives in a category that isn't largely populated. He's among some of the greatest entertainers that are the total package. Artists like Buster Keaton, Fred Astaire, Gene Kelly, Michael Jackson, people who can do it all uh, from dancing to acting to comedy to writing to directing, like all of that. And to be able to do each of those disciplines so well requires so much work, so much, so many hours dedicated and poured into these crafts. And not a lot of people can do all of them so well. And Atheon talks about his history of how he got into it all. And it all started with dance and then comedy and and the hip hop culture that he was growing up in all kind of rolled into one. And um, and he talks about his his journey through all of that and why he got into those things and how he's still been able to stay not only afloat, but to continue to rise and thrive. And I feel like he is still on this uh, upward rise right now in his career. And we get into his origins as well as obviously what's going on in the world now, being locked down in quarantine and how he's spending his time and uh, creating still. The the cool thing about Atheon is his mentality, his uh, ability to look at what the situation of the world is now and not to uh, look at it as a handicap or look at it as something that is holding him back. But um, seeing that this is actually not really stopping his flow at all. You know, he talks about uh, even as himself, as a person um, and as a creator, an artist, uh, a lot of that stuff that he normally does anyway is stuff that he does on his own at home. Um, Sure, there are other aspects of uh, his career and things that he misses, um, such as the the live experience of a stand-up comedy show. Um, And he gets into that and and how uh, he views uh, his views on that and the future of of uh, this art form and what it's really going to need. Um, I'll let you guys get into that later. But I think uh, the mentality that he, that he has to continue to push forward, um, knowing that there are no shortcuts to being considered legit and to to be considered great, you know, and um, and I think uh, the mindset that he has to continue to push forward and to use this time to do or focus on the things that uh, he actually can and, and still do very well. I think this is great for anybody who is, you know, maybe a little bit discouraged by uh, the lockdown of quarantine. There are still so many things that are accessible to us, technology being one thing, but um, outside of that, just building your own 
physical health to mental health and we get into some of that stuff as well. Yeah, I think, again, this is something that is great because I think he is going to be uh, considered to be one of the greatest total package artists of our generation. And I, and I look forward to seeing how much or, or where he goes from here. A great conversation, fun lightning round as always at the end. We took some Q&A from the live Instagram feed. We did have some technical difficulties in this one, which uh, came from, uh, yeah, IG is not 100% foolproof. So we lost a little bit of the video, but I, uh, the audio should be good. And uh, this audio will be airing on Friday of this week. So if you're listening now, it's probably Friday. So happy Friday. Thank you guys for tuning in uh, throughout the, these times of uh, quarantine. We're trying to get creative, still trying to bring you guys um, content every week. And I think this one is a really, really good episode. Uh, I think that's it. Let's get into it. Ah, oh, we back. What's up, Eli? Yes, we are back. Guys, it wasn't the internet. It is Instagram. Too many people going live these days. And uh, sometimes it crashes and breaks. But looks like we're back in business. Um Thank you, guys. Uh, happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Hope everybody is good in quarantine. Uh, coming to you live at the Kinjas Complex by myself. Social distancing. Change the venue a little bit. Change, uh, this, the Internet's just stronger in this area. Anyway, so I'm like, I'm not even trying to take any chances with anything. So we migrated. So, yeah, you get to see other parts of the complex. So, um, yes, thank you guys for joining the Kinjas Podcast live. Um, as, uh, as always, plug in your questions here. So there's this uh, little question mark box. I don't know if you guys can see it, but for me, ah, yeah. So you can plug in questions at that little question mark box at the bottom of your screen. Plug in your questions there. And at the end, we're going to do a, a live Q&A with our guests. Um, and, uh, and you can always uh, plug in your questions here too. Charlie Guy will be um, via the interwebs be t- taking down these questions and sharing them on a, on a, a note with me. So we'll get to a Q&A at the very end. Um, yeah, so rock on. Let's go. Let's get into it. I think this one's going to work. Woo! All right. Today, my guest is special surprise guest every week. Uh, he is a comedian, actor, writer, producer, rapper, dancer to the core. You may recognize him from Nick Cannon's Wildin' Out on MTV. You may see him in films such as The Wedding Ringer, A Haunted House, and Pixels, just to name a few. He is an original member of the Groovaloos, and this dude has the most spot-on Jay-Z impersonation in the game. I think I just saw him pop up. I think this is going to work. Crossing all the fingers and prayers. Let's see, let's see. Atheon Crockett is hey, in hey, the what pod. Up, what up? Yo, man, thank you so much. I'm so glad this thing worked, man. This is crazy. I know. I mean, I gotta run uh, for two seconds though, because I need to. I need to get my headphones for the phone so that okay. you're not bleeding into the mic. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're figuring it yeah. out. That's the setup, right? You don't want to bleed into the mic. You just want my audio. That would be great, but we can figure it out too. Like, we, my audio guy is gonna stitch it all together. He's a he's a as a little audio whiz guy all right i mean yeah if you're cool with that then my audio is going straight in but i can hear you coming through the phone too what what's gonna be the better uh audio situation in your opinion you 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 do what you think is better i could we could wait let me go get the other okay. headphones and okay. i'll plug into the phone okay. just stall and uh talk yeah to, yeah yeah talk we're gonna stall happy sunday you guys now your guys you guys are the guests how's everybody doing from quarantine land usa um yeah, I'm seeing some hard eyes. 
We got some emojis out here. Um, yeah. No, but first of all, for real, thank you guys for being flexible. You know, sometimes it's like uh, the internet is not always going to be a friend. And, you know, even things like Instagram is not going to be on a, a hundred all the time. But um, no, this is this is a, a good a good situation. We got to figure it out. Boom. There it is. iPhone headphones ready to rock. Atheon, my guy. Bam. You good? I'm great, man. How are you? Dude, I'm I'm well, man. Yo, so uh dude, the last time we connected was years ago, bro. So I was doing a, a little digging because I remember we did this uh Kia Soul um <laughs> like campaign for Kia with Jabberwockies. And right. uh and you know, we had this little skit where you you hopped in and and uh you were atmosphere, the street dancer. And uh, you know, you're 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 definitely uh trying to trying to battle. So um I was watching that video again last night, man. I was just like, dang, some good times. Long time ago though. Yeah, for sure, man. That was a dope that was a dope time period, man. I was um I had just done a show on on TV and I was doing Wild and Out and I had I had gotten really heavy into branded content. And so a lot of brands were coming at me at the time because I was producing the stuff and and uh and then when Kia came and they said, would you like to do a collaboration with the Jabberwockies? I'm like, that's my fam. Like, they didn't know <laughs> that I'm a dancer. All they knew was I'm a comedian. Right. So they had no idea that I, I danced, too. And so I was like, hell yeah, let's let's rock. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Those are my boys. So when we got on the set, it was just, it was real easy. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, well, obviously, Rainin, you know, got down. Rainin, Randy, part of Groove Lose as well. So you guys definitely go back. Um, so the, the concept of our show here, obviously it's a weird time. Things are different, but, uh, the movement in the shadows is, uh, what we call this show. And it's kind of the, the backstory, the, the, uh, version of your life that you're probably not going to find on an Instagram clip, um, and all that. So we like to kind of dig into just like, you know, where, you know, you kind of got your start, you know, and then, um, obviously we're going to get to like where you're at and, you know, what you're doing now, but uh, can you give us a brief little snapshot of Atheon's like origin story? Origin story, I'm an army brat. Uh, I grew up moving around the world um, since I was a kid. Um, grew up in Germany since from like 5 to 10. And then again, we did two tours over there, so 12 to 16 again. But right around when I was 10 and we were about to go back to the States, to North Carolina, is where I discovered B-Boying. That's when it was like, whoa, like we started seeing videos, music videos and people doing it on interviews and stuff. And it was, it was ridiculous, uh, the wave of it. And so that's really what my, my dance history started or my dance background. Um, and a lot of people don't know I'm a dancer first. So <laughs> they see the comedy and they always want to laugh and they always want this and that, but I'm a dancer first. Like that's just, I do it in the supermarket. I don't care where I am. If I hear a jam, like I'm, I'm rocking. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so dance started in your life first. And then were you like thinking that comedy was something that was just kind of a, was that even a plan or did you kind of fall into that? How did that happen? I didn't, I didn't discover comedy until like, like college. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, I didn't, I've always been a fan of comedy. I've always been a fan of Eddie Murphy. I've always been, you know, but yeah, I, I didn't, you know, Martin Lawrence, and Living Color, all those those were highly influential. Um, I see love from the UK. Yeah, Benny Hill. Benny Hill was a, a really funny show. Yep. Kids in the Hall out of Canada. 
So I always used to watch sketch comedy. Um, but I just never thought that I would be that. But uh, when Def Comedy Jam was really popping, that's when I saw it and was like, yo, this is hip hop comedy. This is these are people that look like me and sound like me. And and, you know, I think I could do this. Right. Right. So Def Comedy Jam, that was what, 96, was it when you got down with it? Exactly. How did yeah. like how did you I mean, that's a big placement, bro. Like one doesn't just fall into Def Comedy Jam. So how was it that you got into that? What was like your first first sort of like break or? Or how did you get into that that whole thing? Uh, yeah, I got to give props to a guy named Bob Sumner. Bob Sumner, um, he and I are, are good friends now. And we're partners on a, a project we're developing for TV. But at the time, this dude was the gatekeeper. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of like, I don't know when you what your L.A. experience is like, but when you go to like big dance auditions for like Janet Jackson or whatever, you know what I mean? Like the, the really huge artist, Timberlake or whoever, right? Yeah. And there's choreographers that are just like, you got to go through these choreographers. You, you're you not going to get this job unless you know this person or unless they look at your, your style in the audition and they approve you and they hire you. Bob Sumner was that guy. He was a talent scout for Def Comedy Jam. And he flew around to all the clubs across the U.S. from Chicago to North Carolina, New York, Jersey, Florida, like everywhere. Everywhere that there was, was black comedy happening, he flew personally and would look at all these comedians and he had a database and he, he just had an eye and he was very, at the time, he just knew, he knew what that spark was. You know, they always say that, that people have to have an it factor yeah. in anything you do. He knew how to find that it factor. So long story short, he found me, he discovered me in Charlotte and the first year I didn't make it. So this is a lesson in people not giving up the first year I didn't make it on, but he said, you got all the potential come back next year when you, you know, if you if you stay in it and you sharpen your skills, come back next year and we'll we'll maybe you'll be ready. Yeah. So I came back and I got on. Gotcha. Um. So during during that time, were you still heavily working like commercial dance industry work and stuff like that too? No, no, no. I had I hadn't moved to LA yet, so this oh, is gotcha. when I was still back east. Gotcha. Um. I moved. To, I toured a little bit after Def Comedy Jam, and this is where I first met Chappelle and all these different people: Bill Bellamy, Bernie Mac. Um, and we were all just starting out. I mean, Bernie, he was years ahead. Um, but yeah, I met Chappelle in 97, 98, no 97. And we did this show together in Charlotte and, uh, you know, just been watching him. Of course he's iconic now, but to me, he's just, he's the peer. Yeah. He's the, he's the homie. You know what I mean? So. Man. So when I, you know, when I look at uh, artists like yourself, man, um, people who have like that level of talent um, in so many different disciplines, uh, it doesn't come very often. Like, you know, to me, like the, the Buster Keatons, the Gene Kellys and the Fred Astaire's of our, of our um, world, um, it's not like they're, they, they're not around every generation, you know what I mean? And like the being able to act, to dance to, you know, rap, <laughs> like uh, be a, be a comedian, like, and, and I'm not trying to gas you up, man, but you're really talented in, in all those realms. And like I went down some rabbit holes yesterday. You know, you were on, you know, uh, you know, Sway's universe, right? Like the five fingers of death, man. And you're no joke on the mic. Like uh, to be able to hold it down so legit in all of those art forms, man. Like how does one do that? How does one get there? It, 
for me, it's just what I do. I I, I do. Um, I've always done everything. Everything that that inspired me or that that made me feel like I want to create is like I just do it, and I do it by watching the people that I admire. So when it comes to comedy, I'll look at Eddie, I'll look at Martin, I'll look at the Wayans family. Um, when it comes to MCing, I'll look at Rakim, Nas, uh, you know Eminem, Grandmaster Cass, Big Daddy Kane. I'll study the greats and just try to emulate what they do, whether or not I get to their level or not. I don't. I, you know, that's for the people to decide, but I make a great living at it. And there are a lot of people that, that think what I do is great. And then there's some that don't like what I do and I don't give a fuck about them. <laughs> but, um, there's a, there's just a lot of, uh, I have a lot of admiration for people. So when I, I study those greats and if I have fun doing it, then I've, I've already accomplished the goal. But then once I'm having fun doing it and then, it's resonating with people, then that's, that's the icing on the cake. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that it's something that you kind of just enjoy doing, right? It's, it's fun. And I think the, the ability to emulate, um, I, I mean, there's, I think there's people who are naturally gifted at it, but do you feel like that's something that you just always naturally had, or is there a kind of a disciplined approach that you have when it comes to you know, emulating the dancers that you look up to, to the comedians that you look up to, to the rappers that you look up to. Is that something that you find to just be a part of your natural ability? Or do you actually kind of have like a very disciplined approach when it comes to like training in, in those disciplines? No, no, no. For me, it's natural, which can be, you know, a bit of a downfall because because it comes so natural, I don't work as hard at some things. And so I could probably be a way better B-boy or locker if I really put the time into practicing every day yeah um but yeah it, it it does come naturally so for me instead of looking at it as a discipline or like a job i just i just do it for the enjoyment and you know whatever i do well i do well and just keep rocking like that yeah word uh so with when while and out popped up so that was kind of like a new sort of um you know uh live like you know improv sketch comedy show um, and you know, when that kind of came onto the scene, that was, uh, that was the new generation for me with like things like in living color, which was like obviously classic, you know, for our generation. But, um, you know, what is it like to be kind of like live improving and, and being in such an environment where like everybody's freaking masters at that kind of craft? What was that like for you? It was dope. I mean, for me, it was the perfect a blend of everything that I do. You know what I'm saying? Um, comedy, rap, dance, impressions. Like I could do anything on Wild and Out. And it was on MTV, which is, you know, a huge, huge station that crosses all genres, all boundaries, right? All, all demographics. So my fan base grew so crazy off Wild and Out. So I'm forever grateful for that opportunity. And, you know, it, it's what, it's what made me when people see me like in airports or wherever, they know me as Atheon Crockett and that's from Wild and Out. You know what I mean? Like some people may see my YouTube channel or they know me from movie characters, from Haunted House or what whatever they know me from, right? But when the Wild and Out people know me, they know me as Atheon Crockett because we were always able to, you know, say our our our, our full names and and be known as that. And and a lot of I got a lot of fans from Wild and Out, and that's a dope, it's a dope thing, man. Um, after you kind of uh, you you stepped 
while you were doing you were doing some films even while you were doing Wildin' Out, right? So was yeah. there was there a uh, or maybe is there um, a focus for you now where do you kind of see yourself evolving as an artist to wanting to kind of pursue a certain type of uh, platform like film versus TV, music versus comedy, or is it always just kind of like everything all at once going together? Yeah, for me, it's everything all at once. I mean, my focus is definitely film and TV and getting more involved on the producing, writing side. Um, uh, Stand-up, doing more of that. Yeah. Um, I have a stand-up special that I produced um, the last half of last year, and we're shopping that around now, so I can't wait for the world to see that. So, yeah, I'm just I'm just on my grind, man. I'm on my grind and just trying to change the game yeah. for myself. So speaking of, you know, changing the game and grinding, I mean, everybody kind of came into 2020 with all kinds of expectations of like, (laughs) here's the year. This is the year where we're going to build the we're going to build the world right now. In 2020 said, fuck all of (laughs) y'all. Yeah. Fuck all your plans. Fuck all your dreams and your hopes. Dog. Uh, so what was that like for you, man? I mean, I'm sure you had a whole bunch of stuff lined up, you know, from projects that you're working on. And then, you know, all of a sudden it just kind of got put on a giant pause. Uh, what was going on in your world at the time where things kind of, or right before we all got locked down? Um, look, I'm a, I'm already an introvert. So when I'm not working, I like to be at home anyway, right? So it wasn't so much of a, a shift from my normal life and schedule, right? But... Yeah, it, it definitely stopped, you know, some touring, some, um, yeah, just a lot of business meetings even. Yeah. Like, I had a lot of meetings set up in, in town, in L.A., and then all of a sudden it was like, yo, everybody shutting down offices. And for a while, I was hearing coronavirus since, like, November, December. I was hearing about it, and we were talking about it being in China and this whatever, and then it got over to San Francisco or, or, or you know, but I still was like, I was flying without a mask. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm still not afraid of it. I don't really, you know, my body, I'm a flow master told me a long time ago, healthy body can't get sick. Mm. And so I just, I keep my, my regimen up. I keep my immune system up. And so I'm not really scared. But at the time when I first started hearing about it, um, I was flying like nobody's business and I didn't give a shit. <laughs> I just, just live my life. But yeah, now, you know, we're all at home. Can't fly, can't really, you know. So how are you passing the time right now? What, what's, uh, I mean, well, you already said, you know, your, your workflow has kind of always been the introverted workflow, right? Like kind of working from home, creating from home. Um, I mean, I, dude, your, your lives are crazy, bro. Like I've seen the, the conversations that you have, the impersonation back and forth conversations that you have and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, you're definitely staying busy. So, um, you know, what, what, what has kind of been the routine for you during this time? That's, I mean, that's really it. Like just figuring out ways to stay creative and without even forcing it, like shit has been, it's been coming pretty natural to me. Um, I just do what I do and it's been resonating with people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, doing the, the versus reenactments, uh, with Spice Adams, uh-huh. you know, that shit, uh, you know, Jay Farrow, Godfrey, Ari Spears, we all have been just like vibing with each other in a way that we've never really done before quarantine. Like we've all known each other, but there's always been a lot of separate, a lot of separation with uh, comedians that do similar things. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, you know, people don't know like, Oh man, is he trying to take my spot? Or is he trying to do what I do? You know? And, and we all came together and was like, we all do great shit. Mm-hmm. So let's just, you know, 
let's let's rock with each other and 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 have fun with it. Yeah. And it's been resonating, man. People have been really responding to a lot of stuff. So Yeah, man, it's it's dope. I mean, obviously it's entertaining, but you know, I think um, you know, during a time like this where people are forced to be creative in like they need to be creative in how they want to create. You know, like we don't have the resources, we don't have the studios that we can go to, we don't have the the, the crews and the people that we can normally be around to kind of uh create the, our normal sort of artistry. So, you know, utilizing technology, live streams and stuff like that. Um, yeah. You know, do you feel like for yourself, you're learning something about the present time and, and what this is probably going to look like for the future of entertainment, um, as well as just like, I don't know, just you learning new things right now? Not really, man, because, again, ever since the days of YouTube, I've always been really comfortable producing from home. Like when I started doing parody videos, that's what people started. That's when I first started to experience going viral. I would do Jay-Z parodies, Drake, Lil Wayne, Chris Brown. Them motherfuckers got so many millions of, of views, but I was doing everything myself already. Like I was producing. I would reproduce the beat so I wouldn't have to use their actual track and get flagged and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I would just do a parody of the actual song. I would re- I would produce it on my computer and I would write the lyrics and I would dress up like whoever I was trying to look like and sound yeah. like at the time. And But I was doing all of that from home. So I'm already used to doing like this shit is simple to me right. going on live and, and getting in costume real quick. Like I have a studio here. I'm in the studio right now. And then yeah. on the second floor, I have more shit like it's just. For me, it's a very comfortable space mm. <laughs> and and there's no pressure because the whole world is shut down. So I have nowhere to be. Mm-hmm. I don't have to hurry up and produce this video because I got to go take a meeting across town and be in traffic for two hours. Nah, I got all day, all night, and I can just do whatever I want to do. Yeah, man, that's dope. Want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Meister Watches. They are truly masters of their craft. From quality materials and masterful timepieces to functional lifestyle accessories for the movers and shakers of the worlds they collide with, Meister is doing it. They've collaborated with some of the biggest brands in sports, music, comic book, car culture, and pop culture. We've actually had the pleasure of collaborating with them on a timepiece a few years back. I rock their ambassador watch. This one's my everyday watch. This one's my favorite. They are for our culture and for those that are on a constant mission to master their craft. Hop on to mstrwatches.com and pop in the discount code KINJUSPOD to receive 25% off your entire purchase at checkout. And this discount is exclusive to the Kinjas podcast. You won't find this discount anywhere. Hop on to mstrwatches.com and rock with the illest. This show is officially brought to you by Kinesthetic. Hop on the store.kinjas.com and plug in the promo code podcast spelled with the K at checkout to get 15% off your entire purchase. We're always trying to bring you guys the illest gear for all your movement in the shadows needs. Follow us on Instagram at kin.aesthetic. Like us on Facebook at Kinesthetic Brand. I, I think for me, what I'm learning is that to be able to get into that space, to be able to function out of a cave is probably what the world is learning how to do now. Like we need to be able to like, man, if this, God forbid, this happens again or anything like, you know, to this, this caliber, but to be able to, if you have things stripped away and minimize, like how can you still create, how can you still um, function 
from a, a small quarters versus like needing, you know, this big sort of production and all these, you know, um, yeah, like if you can minimize all that, that, that I feel like that's kind of what the world's learning, at least for, for us over here. I think to so. A degree. To a degree. What I feel though is you cannot substitute the human experience. You just can't. Yeah. So I don't even want to imagine a world that we don't go back to concerts and stand up live comedy shows. Like that shit is going to be corny. Like I, I'm, I'm seeing people now. And I get what they're trying to do. They're, they're trying to do stand up on live and give the people something and work their gift. And I, I want to use the word corny, but it's not the same. It's not the same as being in front on a stage and live in front of people and then really getting that immediate reaction and being able to interact. It's a totally different, different wave. So I don't even want to imagine a world that we don't have that mm. again. And we have to adjust to just phones. Like I watched Saturday night live last night. They're doing Saturday night live from home. Mm-hmm. Completely different show. It's, it's, I applaud them for, for what they're trying to do, but it's just not, it's not the same as when you can hear the, um, the audience reactions and the laughs and the, you know, the cast members in, interacting with each other. It's just, it's wild different, yo. Even watching Trevor Noah, Trevor Noah is doing his show from home now. And it's just not the same. Like I like to see him banter with the audience and right. have that, you know, that thrive and, and have a haircut and, and be in a suit. And, <laughs> you know, it's just different yeah. to, to zoom comedy. It's, it's weird. For sure. For sure. Now you bring up a good point, man. I mean, you know, the being, being able to, feed off the energy of somebody in the same room it even puts you as a like you know as a performer whether that's com- comedy or dance you know it, it it puts that adrenaline into your body because you're like you you are in the presence of other people like they are right here i can touch them and i think that creates not only the the performer's um experience but the audience's experience as well because they're feeling the same thing from you and and i think you know even with like uh, you know, for us, like if we're teaching classes, I mean, you could technically take a class through Zoom or through an IG live, but to be in a studio. Insane, yeah, yeah, it's definitely not the same. But, you know, it's it's a, a matter of making do, I guess, in a in a temporary time, you know. Yeah, we can make do. And that's cool. Yeah. And um, and while we're here, I, I, I really love to see how people are, are creating. Yeah. Um, but. I, I'm also banking on it being very temporary. Because um, at this point, <laughs> I, I'll go on record as to say, I'll risk it all to have a live comedy show. If it's if it's a health risk for me, then it is it is what it is. You know, I wouldn't, I would hate to put the other people in danger, but I, I always heard that laughter was the best medicine. So if you're healthy, your immune system is strong, let's go out and do these live shows. Yeah, let's, I'm with let's it, congregate when all this is over. Absolutely, we need to we need to get that vaccine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that that is the oh no 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 fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you fuck an anti vaxxer I am not down with that shit. Yeah, I, man. I, yeah, at this point, man, who knows what is trustworthy? Everybody's just looking for something, man. You know? Yeah, I feel you. I say as of right now, just get your vitamins in, man. Your vitamin A, your vitamin C, vitamin D. Um, and stay on your vegetables and your fruits, man. Keep that immune system pumped up. Yeah, I drink a, a ginger root and turmeric tea every night with cinnamon, uh, cinnamon stick. Mm-hmm. Keep it as organic as possible. Just you know, flood your body with all great shit. Kale, yeah, I believe uh, that. You know, cucumbers, whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
I believe that, man. I, I definitely believe that food is medicine for sure. Um, speaking of which, though, man, so outside of, you know, work stuff and, and you being creative, like, how do you maintain the balance of, like, you know, health in general from physical? Because I see, I mean, I saw you on your IG just, like, just getting your, your, your rocking in in your garage, you know what I mean? And you're, like, you're still moving, you know what I mean? So what what's your um, kind of regimen, I guess, as far as health, whether that be, you know, on the exercise tip, mentally, spiritually, like, what's that like with you? Oh, yes. It's, I try to do something every day. And then yesterday I, I stumbled on the uh, being comedic with uh, with the thug yoga with Ray Ray. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you know, but outside of doing that video, I'm always stretching. Like I'm mm-hmm. always on the floor stretching and and doing what I can to stay loose. Yeah. And then I go in the garage and I'll, I'll get on the Wing Chun dummy. I'll get on the boxing, uh, the, the punching bag and. I do my pull-ups, my dips. I have all that stuff in the garage. So that's a, you know, and I have, I have space to rock. I have space to dance. Um, so yeah, just, just staying as in shape as possible. I want to come out of, I want to come out of this quarantine looking, looking right. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Not looking like I just sat around and ate cookies all day. Right. Right. That's what's up, man. Um, so what, uh, what are you kind of looking forward to? What's like kind of next down the pipeline? Is it one of those, like, we don't know until we're out of here kind of thing, or are you kind of already, uh, planning on things and working on things right now? Yeah, it's kind of up in the air. I mean, like I said, I have, a, I have my standup special already shot. So that's, a, uh, about just getting a deal for it and gotcha. getting it on the right network and the right distribution. Um, Outside of that, I mean, more meetings, more pitches and, and developing TV shows. But I don't know. I don't know. They're saying that live shows and, and all that kind of stuff may not be up and running until 2021. Yeah. So a lot of stand up comedy shows aren't are probably not going to happen. Um, concerts. So we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen right now. It'll just be me creating content, creating and developing TV and um, yeah, getting this stand up special out. That's what's up, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's cool that you already have the uh, the the mindset to pivot in a time like this where, yeah, maybe the live show component may not happen for a while. So at least content, digital content, stuff that could live, you know, on whatever platform forever, like that's that that is still a huge uh, arena. You know what I mean? So that's super dope, man. Um, for yourself, man, at, at, you know, having accomplished so much, um, again, from so many different disciplines as a dancer, you've accomplished, you know, done some amazing uh, work with like some obviously really credible uh, choreographers and individuals to those in comedy and doing your thing with music and all that. Um, With all of that stuff kind of going on and floating around in your world, how would you define the concept of success? Success is what you believe it is. Um, it's real tricky to get caught up in defining yourself by society's version of what success is. And if you do that, then you'll start to, you can, you can hit depression real fast doing that because you're now starting to compare yourself to this dance group or this comedian or this actor or whatever, right? You could be a, a dope mechanic and have a really successful auto body shop. Yet there's one that that erects right across the street from you and they have all the bells and whistles. Their building is like high tech, state of the art, but they may not be as good as you underneath those cars. So how do you define success? What do you need? What are your needs and what fulfills you? If you're the type of person that you just have greed in your heart and you just want 
uh, a fancy car just so you can stunt on a gram or you <laughs> you want to say you flew in a private jet, then all right, that's that's your success. But what happens when that stuff goes away? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. It, it, it really is depend. Success is defined by your level of confidence and your love for what you do. If you are fulfilled, you are successful. If you're healthy, you're successful. If you have your family, you're successful. You know, I mean, I'm I am beyond successful in my mind. I have worked with some of the only person I haven't worked with that I've always wanted to work with is uh, Will Smith. I know him, but I don't like I've never worked with him. I've worked with. Bernie Mac, the Wayans family, Martin Lawrence, um, Sam Jackson. Like I've worked with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I could look back on that and be like, man, that's dope. And then I was able to work with Nick Cannon and all those, the D-Rays and Corey Holcombs and Mikey Days and, you know, all the way up to Chico Bean and DC Youngfly. So I, I've crossed a generation where I can now work with some of the younger guys that are, that are beasts, Spice Adams. I mean, the list goes on and on, but to still be relevant, to still be respected and to still be doing collaborations or working on the same stages with like Lil Rel or whoever, you know what I mean? Um, that's success. I'm still here to tell the story. I did Def Comedy Jam in 96. It's 2020 and I'm still here making people laugh. Like I got Dilla on the wall. You know what I mean? Like I'm good. I got a song with Dilla's brother. Like I'm successful. I'm good. I'm in a pink hoodie on a Sunday. I'm chilling. <laughs> yeah. I'm on yeah. Ken just live right yeah, now. You know. I'm like, let's go. Let's I'm successful. Go. Yeah, I, I think I think I seen JD up in here. He he's he was. Yeah, I seen successful. JD. Yeah. I see up, my JD? boy Keith Robinson, Alfie Lewis. I see you. Um, yeah, man, I love that, bro. I mean, like, it it makes me uh, sometimes forget, man. Like, you know, you you and I are probably within the same generation. I don't, how old are you? I'll never say my age. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Me neither. Look, you'll have to Google it. And <laughs> even on Google, I'm it's, only it's asking, long. But I'm only asking because you speak into a generation now. It's not like the the young kids are gonna be like, oh, "Who is this guy? What's he talking about?" You know how to stay relevant in a way that is um, you, you just know what's going on in the world, but you know yourself. You know, I mean, you keep saying that, like, to the core of you, you're a dancer. Like, you're you're always going to be a dancer first. And you could have gotten over that. And you could have just been like, oh, okay, that was, a, that's, that was when I was young. And now I'm into this or whatever. Um, that is that is a true gift and a, and a skill and talent, man, to be able to stay um, not only afloat, but to thrive and run and to still continue to put out things that are making the current generations, the kids now, be like, dang, this dude is legit. You know what I'm saying? So... That is what's up, bro. I, I, Thank I you, man. applaud you for that. Um, if you could like kind of, um, you know, put out some sort of an encouragement to the folks that that do look up to you, you know, that I mean, um, your mentality is amazing, but not everybody has it. It's not no one. It's hard to wake up every day to just be like, yeah, everything's great because I got, you know, I already know what I'm going to do with my day. So for those that may be kind of like, you know, trying to figure out how to utilize this time, what would be a maybe some sort of a message that you would want to kind of put out there for, for those folks. Oh, well, I'm gonna keep it a thousand with you. I don't always wake up every day and know what's going on. I, um, it's, it's, there's always a struggle, man. If you're in, if you're living this life, there's always going to be a struggle. I've dealt with depression. I've dealt with, um, feeling unwanted and irrelevant. I've dealt with all those feelings. I've even gone to therapy, man. I was in therapy for the last two years. Um, not that even anything was was wrong. I just wanted to unpack 
whatever else I was carrying. You know, I'm a pretty positive person generally, but I also am man enough to understand when there's some shit going on. You know what I mean? Whether it's from my parents, my childhood, from being bullied when I was a kid. And you just got to be willing to do the work and and to really dig in because not everyone is going to always have a great day. It's just that's just facts. So I say dig in, be be willing to be transparent um, and don't be a hater, because when you hate on people. What you're actually doing is you're you're tucking your own insecurities down further while you're trying to illuminate somebody else's whatever, like you're trying to illuminate them in a bad way to make yourself feel better. And meanwhile, your insecurity still <laughs> is tucked down and it's going to come out one day. It's going to come out where you feel ugly, you feel unwanted, you feel whatever it is. Don't be a hater. Mind your business. Do what you love and live your life that way because that's what's going to resonate with people. That's what's going to free your soul. That's what's going to open you up. And then when it comes to the mind, therapy, talk to people. Like, talk about what's bothering you. Don't bottle it up. You know what I mean? Don't 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 think you got it all figured out. So for me, it's about no matter what's going on, talk it out, release it, and get back to whatever it is I love to do. When you get back to what you love, that, that that's going to carry you through a lot of stuff in life. Mm. That's wisdom, man. I love it. Um, it's cool with you, man. I want to do a quick little lightning round session with you. I'm going to throw some questions at you, and you just got to boom, 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 fire off. Word. Here we go. Lightning in three, two, one. What is your favorite quarantine snack? Carrot cake Oreos. Woo, never even heard of that. What's, <laughs> what's the last thing you binged? Um, Ozark. What is your guilty pleasure? Instagram. Favorite rapper of all time? Rakim. Who's the goat of comedy? Eddie Murphy. Uh, dream collaboration? Will Smith. Um, if you would be considered, if you could be considered the goat of something, what would that be? The goat of love, loving people. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. The goat of loving people, man. That is amazing. I've never, I would have never guessed. <laughs> but here's the thing. Sometimes I hate people, but I love them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Uh, that's amazing. Hey, man. I dig it. All right. Uh, what is your proudest moment? Um, being able to, to take my family uh, on a red carpet premiere. It's a movie I did with Sam Jackson and Bernie Mac, and Bernie had just passed. Called it's a movie called Soul Man, and the premiere was at the legendary Apollo Theater in New York. And you know, my fam, we were all you know tuxedoed out, and my sisters had their dresses, my mom had dressed, you know. But just being able to have that moment with them, and knowing that I'm the only one in the family that pursued entertainment, and for a while it looked like shit wasn't gonna happen, like it looked rocky and it looked frustrating. But to have that moment where they could see me in that light and being interviewed and and Sam Jackson coming over to holler at the family at the after party. And like that was a, that's a moment, you know, you, to always want to make your family proud. If you have a good relationship with your family, mm-hmm. it's a good thing. It's amazing. So, yeah, that's that's my moment. Word. Um, what is your biggest fear? I'm claustrophobic, so I don't ever want to be <laughs> in some tight ass space <laughs> of some sort. Got um, yeah, like most people would have said, oh, I, I fear failure. 
like fuck that. I fear claustrophobia. Like, <laughs> I fear boxes. So just don't trap them spaces. in the closet. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't do that. Well, closets are cool, but yeah, just anything where, you know, I, I know that I'm not going to be able to breathe soon. Fuck that. Word. <laughs> Get me out. Uh, what would be a content recommendation? Content recommendation? Yeah, anything. Whether it's a show, book, podcast, whatever. Mm. I don't know, man. I mean, Ozark. Shit. Ozark. <laughs> Check out Ozark. Ozark. That shit crazy. Um, it's so, The problem is, it's too much content now. It's too much content on every inch of Earth. Yep. There's short form content. Snapchat has a shitload of content. YouTube has content and like 8 million billion view, vi- videos. IG has content. Like, it's just, it's too much fucking content. Netflix, yeah. Hulu, Amazon. Eh, eh, brr, 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 brr. Content overload, bro. Overload for sure. You know what? I'm going to say this. Here's, here's, here's binge worthy content sunsets and sunrises, nature. Appreciate, like, I love going to the beach. I love, I love watching the sunset. For me, that's where I get a lot of calm and peace. So consume that content for a change. Love it, man. I agree. I've been going on these runs every day and that's like I'm always right around sunset. So that's actually my favorite part of the day, too. So I I feel that for sure. Uh, If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Mm. I would make hatred go away. Woo. In all forms. I, I swear, like to see how police treat black people. Or how the United States treats black people as opposed to white people. You know what I mean? Hmm. That alone. Like, I can just start with that one thing. But if I can if I can get rid of hate around the globe to where people actually just love each other and we didn't have all this capitalism and, you know, I'm going to try to get so much money that it it messes up people's lives. And I don't even care that this dude can't feed his family because I want to take $10,000 off the deal. Well, I know he's only walking away with $1,200. Like that shit is, it's greed. It's hate. I would, I would love to see the world love, like just be a little more patient in traffic, be a little more patient, hold the door open for somebody. Like I would remove hatred if I had a superpower. Amazing, bro. What is your superpower? My superpower is optimism. I, I just believe. I believe that I can always figure it out. I can always get it done. There's always going to be a better day if one day is crappy. But if there is a good day, then, then there's a better day than that. Um, and like I said, I don't always, I'm not perfect at it. I'm not, you know, I have my bad days. But optimism is is a looming superpower for me. And I just hold on to it. Mm, love it, man. What would be your golden rule, like your life mantra, something that you live by? Um, I, I live by work hard, yo, put in the work, do the work. It's not going to be done for you. Stop taking shortcuts. Um, a lot of people like to ask you, man, I'm, I'm trying to get on. I'm trying to be a comedian because they feel like as soon as you answer them that it's going to happen for them. You know, I'm sure you get young dancers all the time. Like, man, I'm trying to break into the dance world. And they think just because now they spoke to you. That that means you could put them on. It's like, uh, bro, bro, 
You got to get in that studio. You got to you got to jam. You got to cipher. You got to battle. You got to you got to build up your rep. Mm. You got to build up your you know what I'm saying? So I live by do the work. I'm I'm not afraid to do the work. Write that script. You know what I mean? Um edit that video, uh build that house, whatever your thing is. Um do it. Less of more of what would be something that you would want to see less of in the world and more of? I mean, I know you said, you know, you want to eliminate hate, but like outside of that. Well, just in the, on the industry side, I want to see less of talentless people succeeding. <laughs> that shit gets on my nerves. Like people that just have no talent and they keep. You know, they, they get they got a lot of followers or, you know, they're on a reality TV show and they're famous for nothing. They're famous for how many kids they got or how many dudes they fucked or, or on the, on the guy side is how many baby moms they got or how many tattoos. Like that shit is corny to me. So <laughs> I want to see less of talented people getting credit for nothing. Word. What about more of? I want to see more talented people get recognition <laughs> being talented. I, I want, I want the bar to be raised. Yeah. I grew up in the era of Michael Jackson and Prince. Okay. The two of them were goats and they were surrounded by goats. Hmm. They were surrounded by Madonna and Tina Turner and Stevie Wonder and Lionel Richie. And everywhere you turn, Rick James, Smokey Robinson, like there was goats. Roger Troutman, goats at what they do. And Sammy Davis Jr. and Gregory Hines, like there's. They grew up in the era of icons and became icons. So I feel like when the bar is raised, you now have the opportunity to know what to reach for. Mm -hmm. But when right now the bar is so goddamn low, you just kind of do whatever. I'm going to do a bunch of TikTok videos and now I'm famous. What? (laughs) So, yeah, yeah. I want to see more goats and more, you know legends get there get there just do yeah just more legit legit folks out there i feel that yeah man well we're going to transition for uh to a little q a for some of the questions that flew in from the folks in the live feed hold on this is the first time i there's like this little question box here let's see what this is um that's not a question um let's see this one comes from sit lolly underscore purs one nine eight says, can I ask you a favor? It's Marco's 25th birthday, and he's your biggest fan. Could you please congratulate him? Uh, congratulations. <laughs> there it is. You got it. Uh, this one comes in from at Javi underscore bringing underscore the good vibes. Um, hey, Atheon, can you play the guitar? <laughs> That's all you get for free, guys. Uh, this one comes from at Chris Leno. Would you be interested in a podcast on YouTube speaking real life situations with upcoming comedian, artists, singers and rappers, etc.? Ah, someone thinks you should have your own podcast. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, I'm actually I'm, I'm brainstorming one now, which is not much to brainstorm. I could just do it in this in this quarantine uh, time that we have. Word. That's going to be a good one. Uh, this one comes from at b.g.h.o. What is talent? Hey, 
It's a legit question, I guess, right? What is talent? Talent is the ability to do something really well or multiple things really well. So singing, dancing, writing, uh, public speaking, I don't know, whatever, whatever your thing is. But if you have a talent, basketball, right? A lot of basketball players, but there's not a lot of Jordans, not a lot of Kobe's, not a lot of LeBron's. There's a reason for that. Outside of the work that those guys put in, they just had a natural talent. So it's the ability to do something really well. Right. Um, take like a couple more. This one's from at YRNMXSun. Uh, what do you think is your favorite movie that you've done? Man. Um, Soul Men would be one. Wedding Ringer was very... I love The Wedding Ringer. Dance Flick. I love Dance Flick. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, that was good. Yeah. Uh, haunted House. I mean, honestly, A Haunted House. That one scene, people love Ray Ray. Yeah. And every time I go do live shows or I'm somewhere, people are like, yo, Ray Ray. And, and everyone from little kids to adults love that character. So it's such a range that he hit. So I don't know. Yeah, Haunted House 1 and 2. Um, Fifty Shades of Black. But yeah, for me, it would be between Soul Man and Haunted House. For sure. And you got a catalog, bro. Um, this one is, uh, we'll take this as like maybe the last one. Uh, at Chase After More Reproducer, what books do you read? I guess the question is, do you read books? And like, if so, like, what, what are some good ones, I guess? I'm not much of a reader, even though I have a bookshelf full of uh, books here. I'm more of a documentary guy. I read articles, but I don't I don't like sit down and read full full books all the time. Reading oddly puts me to sleep. Like as soon as I start reading, I just doze the fuck off. Like I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> there's yeah. a, there's a button in reading that doesn't keep my attention. So, you know, I get my information in in other ways. You know, um, NPR. I like to listen to people or like yeah. TED talks or some shit like that. Now, I think that you bring up a good point. I'm not much of a reader either. Um, I think uh, people learn uh, very differently. I think reading is ultimately a way that you can learn, but it's a way. It's not the only way. And I think, yeah, people are audible learners, hands-on learners. And, you know, like you got to, some people need to kind of get their hands into something to be like, oh, I understand this. So um, And not all books are factual either. So people believe that, oh, if it's in a book, then it's the truth. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. This is this is a question not from any one specific person, but I just been looking at the feed. A lot of people are asking about like your your favorite impersonations or, you know, like, yeah, let's 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 uh, let's get to the folks who are dying to hear either uh, either if you want to give it's us a lot something. of it's a lot of hate in these comments, too. I mean, that's the Internet, bro. <laughs> you know, yeah, that. that's that's the, uh, the people that have little penises. at home. Um <laughs> Um, favorite impression? I don't have a favorite, but uh, the one that's most requested is Jay Z. Um, Chris Rock sometimes, but yeah, Jay Z is the one people are like, "Yo, do Jay Z." Would you be down? Crazy. Give us a little Jay Z, a little sign nah. off. No, no, no. All right, yeah, you need to tune in to Atheon's uh, IG for that stuff, bro. Um, yeah, it's too much. It's too much hate on y'all motherfucking comments. Yeah, I don't know who these people are. Fuck everybody in here except for the ones that's showing love. <laughs> 
Um, you don't get a goddamn thing for me. <laughs> Yo, APR man, I want to say just thank you so much, man, for coming on. It's been it's been a long time since we uh, we've chatted, and uh, sorry about the technical difficulties today. No, um, it's all good, man. Yeah, I, I broke mean, the I, internet. It ma- it makes me feel good that it's not cheap. Our, our cheap internet here, but uh, Instagram got problems, you know, so they need to fix their live component. But, um, dude, much respect to you, man. I got a lot of respect. And, uh, and again, as I was, uh, you know, looking at some of the stuff that you've done to um, uh, just the your authenticity, man, you're just a real dude. Um, and I love that you still put the people on that have been your day ones um, and like uh, put him, putting them on in the sense that like you show love in the way that is very just like, you know, it's coming from a real place. Um, I, I know that you you have a very respectful reverence for the people that came ahead of you to the people that you uh, look up to and um yeah man i just i just uh i'm super inspired by you bro um i definitely feel like you know you're well on your way to being one of the greats man straight up because like i said dude there's not a lot of people out there that can do all the things that you do in such a way that is like man this fool's a master at pretty much all of these things so um yeah man i definitely put you up in that category brother and uh, best of luck to, you know, everything, all the stuff that you're working on. Um, I'm going to continue to stay tuned to your your stuff, man. You're, you're, you're killing it right now. No, I appreciate that, man. That's real big coming from you, man. And, you know, I, I appreciate you even recognizing what I do. And, you know, and we go way back. But, you know, to, to be sitting here right now and, and to hear those words, those, that means a lot. For sure, bro. Uh, how can people follow the journey, man? What can they be looking out for? Anything? Uh, yeah, whatever you need. Yeah, to- just stay tuned. Stay tuned to my IG, man. My IG, Facebook, um, at Atheon Crockett. Uh, and yeah, I, I always, I'm more engaged on Instagram. So this is where uh, where you can find everything. All my announcements, all of my, you know, upcoming tour dates will be uh, on here. For sure. For sure. Um Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the live pod today. So uh, this one, obviously, if you're here now, you're you're tuning in live, so you got it. But uh, if you want the audio version, it'll be up on Friday of this week on all your podcast platforms. And uh, yeah, it's a weird time, man. People aren't really listening to podcasts as much. But I mean, there's a lot of dope stuff going on in the world. A lot of people have a lot of knowledge to share. So if this is valuable, entertaining, whatever it is, uh, just take a screenshot of you listening to it. Um, tag us at Kinja's Podcast, cast with the K. Uh, we're on IG, Twitter, Facebook, all of that. Um, hop onto uh, iTunes or whatever your podcast platform is. Leave us five stars. Leave us a review. Help us to just get some visibility on this thing. That's the only way that we promote is you guys sharing it. Um, and yeah, all the show notes will be up on kinjas.com slash podcast. And we're going to keep bringing these to you live every week. Hopefully when uh, uh, IG gets their stuff together and doesn't break down on us. But um, yeah, you'll get to see our surprise guests every week. But um, Atheon, thank you again, brother. Be safe, be well, be healthy, and um, yeah, we'll chat it up soon, bro. All right, bro. Salute. Same to you. Be safe. Peace, peace. Catch your bride.